Hey, what's up, friends? It's your boy, Tim, from the Daily Attic Podcast. In this episode, we have a special guest, Nick Cano. Um, he's a rising TikTok star on social media um, for his uh, psychedelic use and his uh, aspirations and his uh, victories in overcoming addiction. Um, so I just wanted to re- just let you guys know that during the episode, because of the cell phone signal, things come in and out, and some of the things are not, you know, uh, clear enough to hear. So I'm just giving you a heads up right away. We had some technical difficulties, but we are going to get Nick back on the show once we find a solid, you know, Wi-Fi connection. Uh, him being out in Cali and us being in the in the mitten, you know, is a long distance interview, but. We had tons of fun. Got much love for this dude. Check out the episode. You'll learn something, I guarantee. Enjoy. Yeah, welcome to the Daily Attic Podcast, everybody. It's your boy Tim and your boy Dave. What's up? Yo, today we have a very special guest, Mr. Nick Kano. What's up, dog? Hello, how are you? Thank you for welcoming the Lost Boy community on your show. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. So um, before we get started here with our guest today, we just want to make sure that when you're listening to The Daily Addict, you're helping us out by subscribing on any platform that you're listening to the podcast on. You want to throw a comment in there, too. That's great. You want to share the show with your friends. That's awesome, too, because we're just here for you. So let's get uh, going with the episode here. Nick. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Doug. Yeah, awesome. So I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I think this is for the beginning a little bit. Um, I've kind of always been involved with psychedelics, but I, I got lost like halfway through my life. So, I mean, starting in eighth grade, I was a wrestler, you know, and was my team captain from the high school wrestling team took me up in, uh, under his wing. And he introduced me to weed during eighth grade. Um, I had a I had a great time with it. And then I and I take second in the state my senior year, but my dream was to win it. And then I kind of got I got broken, and so I turned to a lot, a lot, a lot of drugs and alcohol. And then um, about the years in college, probably four years of drugs and alcohol. And then and then I fell in love with Xanax. Benzos heavily, heavily, heavily. And um, and specifically, probably fake Xanax, which is with fentanyl in it. You know, I would love that taste of fentanyl. During this time, I, I lost my, you know, kind of the psychedelic. But looking back at it now, I remember even as a sophomore and a junior in high school, coming off of really, really big losses and feeling horrible and like I'm going to quit. But instead of doing that, and so I would like go to a rave, and then somebody would hook me. And I don't know if this is good for the young. I'm not trying to tell them to get out there or anything like. That. But the research is showing MDMA is awesome. And even as a sophomore, when I would lose these real big matches and get depressed, I would take 
you know, MDMA, and then I would come back and be extremely happy. And so, just it was strange because I kind of just, you know, big pharma, the opioid crisis, kind of, I, I got into that flow, and they just totally, I was totally kind of derailed, you know? Yeah. And so, really, really bad. Stop me if you want to ask questions or no no it's all good man it's just that you're breaking up just a little bit i don't know if we can get some better reception because we're remote oh am i yeah Yeah, maybe maybe if you if you have some head uh a headset too that might help if you have like a bluetooth headset or something yeah it could i live in a horrible place the connection is so messed up Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. So I don't know if it's, uh, maybe you could get out on the balcony or maybe out on the outside, or maybe it might be a little bit better. I don't know if you're on the roof, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Will that work? (laughs) I'm in like the best spot right now for for the connection. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's, um, no, just, it's, 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 I like your, I like your story so far. Um, so you're you're athlete in school. You got started smoking weed about the eighth grade, and you know, mm-hmm. tell us about that. Tell us about your first experience with weed. How that went down. What made you like it? Uh, how long did you smoke it? Um, it, it was just a like a just a joint with a friend, and then I, I, I freaked out a little bit. But I mean, that's the. Uh, that's part of the process, right? For some people taking psychedelics is the freak out period. Yeah. And then it was my first time. So I, I, I was so high that the, you know, the next practice, I was felt real smooth and it killed my anxiety and it was great. And then I would smoke on and off throughout my career and, and pretty regularly with friends and socially and things like that. Where are you at? Where are you located at? Uh, Cal- uh San Jose, California. Okay. So you're out in Cali. So, you're smoking good weed out in Cali, and back then that yeah. was still good weed out in Cali. So that's that's what's up. So um, tell us more. So I'm I'm interested because you said you had like during college you drank a lot of alcohol. Do you still drink alcohol at all, or is that just a phase? Or yeah, that's that's the next part of, of my story is is that I was um you know I was going through I was. I was in and out of rehabs, in and out of, you know, going to jail every once in a while. Actually. And I, um, a guy on there, Aubrey Marcus, he owns on it. He was talking about his ayahuasca experiences. Right. And I was, I was just blown away. And I was like, Oh my God, I, I can't believe this. Like I have to do. <laughs> right. So when you first heard of like, you know, the deep psychedelic experience, like ayahuasca you wanted to experience that because i think what i'm what i'm what's interesting is now i'm learning about you had treatment so you said you were in treatment programs and if they were 12 step programs they don't believe in using you know drugs to help your addiction so like a lot were they a lot of 12 step programs like straight up sobriety type shit is the kind of things that, that you did yeah, and they, they were telling me things like, if you don't go to a meeting every day, you're going to die. So I was kind of like, man, I'm going to freaking die because I'm not going to do <laughs> Dude, that is so interesting that you're using psychedelics because that's the, to me, um, that's your journey. And that, and that explains a lot, especially all the research that we do on the show with addiction, with the drug war, 
with the different things, uh, the dangers of drugs and all, everything else, the fact that you go through these mandatory, sometimes 12-step programs, or that's the program that you choose, they don't give you the option of saying, hey, you got alcoholism, try some of the psilocybin. Hey, you got you know this addiction over here, try some of this MDMA. It might uh, cheer you up a little bit and get you off, you know, your your depressive you know your deep depression but they'll give suboxone yeah yeah, yeah. and that's <laughs> and it's so cool because they they already have the group mentality there so like you just add in a little psilocybin and it's a little ceremony they should be pairing the two together you know i think it would work beautifully dude that's a great idea Man, we you, need to start it you make me just want a microdose yeah. so. <laughs> so so i guess it's very interesting to me um, at what point did you, cause so you heard, you were talking about, you heard the ayahuasca story that made you want to try it. So you kind of went that route and then what happened, what happened when you started getting then, into psychedelics? Yeah. And then right after, um, I heard about this thing, I didn't know my mom was going to be open to it, but she, she texted me and she said, Hey, I, um, I found a place where we could take this thing supposed to be good for addicts because you know i'm struggling and she's like would you like to try ayahuasca and i was like yes no way are you serious and so she started taking me to these ayahuasca ceremonies and it's just right in, it's in california i can't exactly say you know where it is or anything but right. yeah she started taking me to these ceremonies with these groups of people and and it's been awesome and she even she even took me to peru with this guy named hamilton sutherland um, he runs these blue morpho retreats in Peru, yeah. And we got to go and drink, drink for five nights straight in um, in Peru. So it's probably it tremendous. Jesus Christ, dude! So this is so fucking. You, you're blowing my mind here. What kind of what were what were those experiences like when you're in Peru? You're in the actual birthplace of ayahuasca where they the ancient tribes <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. All the ancient. Uh, yeah the ancient our ancestry you know dating way back when i mean how was that experience every night what was it like like what do you what's the biggest takeaway you got from that experience alone oh man well i mean the experience in the south is you're gathered within this thing called the maloka which is basically like a big huge teepee with um 20 other people who want to relive or get through their lives traumas or become more successful or whatever they're in there for. And then you get to sit with the, the shamans. Some have been drinking since they were like, drinking ayahuasca since they were like eight years old to prepare to be a master shaman. And they're freaking, then for six to eight hours, they're singing to you, kurame, kurame, ayahuasca, ayahuasca, kurame, kurame. And it's amazing. You drink at night and people are throwing up and screaming and it's dark. So, the visuals are insane. It's just like this, you know, crazy holographic spheres and lights, like a light show, like the rays. But it's, there's no rays going on. It's just you're in pitch black <laughs> under the influence of ayahuasca, you know. And people are freaking, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. It gets, it gets graphic, you know, like people are shitting themselves. They're having to carry people out. And you're just holding on to, like, whatever you believe in and calling your own spirit. And, I mean... You just you just gotta do it. It's, it's pretty amazing. It sounds like it's a. It sounds like it's uh you know like Navy SEAL boot camp for the mind, man. Like you know we're gonna we're gonna put the most 
universally out there thoughts and visions in your head and however you handle it if you get through this is like it's like going through a like a uh training camp before a fight or something you know what i mean like you're yeah, yeah. getting through this trying to trying to push the limits of your imagination and your spirit and your consciousness it's i'm so i'm jealous i want to go where's this guy at man we need to book a flight to peru i'm ready for this fucking <laughs> shit right now Okay, heck yeah! I I have I think I have some information. He's yeah, Hamilton Sutherland, um, this is Blue Morpho. That's crazy. It's it just it's called Equitos Equitos Peru. Yeah, I that's mean, it's, awesome. It's badass. So, um, but, um, your mom's supportive love, of it. I love the what? You were talking about your mom was supportive of it, but go ahead, whatever you were gonna, whatever you're gonna say. Oh, oh yeah, I, I love how you brought up the fact that it's like a training camp because I'm from um, San Jose, California, and I live right across the street from um, I don't know if you know it's the American Kickboxing Academy, oh. aka where Cain Velasquez and DC fight out of. Right on. And I've I've done rounds and I've I've sparred in the pro room a lot and had some real good rounds. And Josh Thompson's. Um, like he's like my big brother. I love that guy. He's he was in Strike Force. He fought Nate Diaz. He's kind of um, underrated, unknown kind of guy. But I've done tough rounds with them, and and I've never quit or I've never gotten you know. I mean, I've gotten flustered, but never have I just utterly stopped. But what what you, what you brought up with ayahuasca? There's been moments where I go. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Stop, stop. Like, put me down, put me down. And then the shamans have to come up to you and blow the back on your face and go, What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You're fine. Keep going. Keep going. Ayahuasca. You're done with ayahuasca, but ayahuasca is not done with you. Those things get like that to you. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So it is like a, it's like one of the best training camps for your mind i believe that's, that's a very good point so when you so when you got when you got home and when you or when you were done with the ayahuasca for five days um when you got home and after that experience were you did you look at the world different did you look at everything differently after that did, did it change something that you know change your perception on anything there's this period, an afterglow. You know, Shaman will explain it to you better, too, but it's like you're so happy that you didn't die and you're so happy you got through it that for about a month, I'd say about like a month and a half, I was just like the happiest. I was just like happy. Like, I was like a little kid born again, you know? And and just, I don't know. I'm just you're extremely happy. And it's just like everything's a lot better than it is. But then there, there was, for a moment... After the fact, I was, I started getting angry. I was like, I did all this work. I went through all these things. Like, where's my, where's my just like baseline happiness forever? And why is it life perfect now? And I don't know. I got in a weird head, head space, but so I actually went back. I tried to go back on drugs and these, these pills, these opioids and things like that are very, very cheap. So I, I, I put like $200 down and I'm like, okay. Here, here we go. I'm going to go a month deep into my pill addiction. You know, I'm going to be taking five, ten of these a day, you know, and, and it's going to happen. I don't, I don't care. I'm done with this. And then on the third day, you know, like the first day, I think Dad has to go to sleep. It's perfect. Clouds, I go to sleep. Everything's good. Second day comes around. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm fine with being a drug addict again. And then third day, I just, 
I was like, I don't know. Like, it just wasn't the same. It didn't feel the same. And I just took all the pills that I bought and just like flushed them down the toilet. And, and I mean, like, it just didn't have its hooks in me anymore. Like, nothing seemed to have its hooks in me anymore. It's like man, the same way. Good for you. Too. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. That's an awesome feeling when that happens. That's an awesome feeling when that yeah. happens. Thank you. Thank so you. since then, though, so since that time, so you just straight up do so what what do you what is your regimen now now i know you do some psilocybin regularly but do you throw anything else in there with it do you use do you have yeah. like a big uh you know two or three day trips with something different or have you tried ketamine or any other things like that yes um i'm kind of flying the gamut like i'll every month i'll smoke up 5-MeO-DMT, which is the thing that Mike Tyson smoked. Oh, the God drug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the God drug. I was, the, it's just basically DMT with an extra spirit molecule. Yeah. And then um, my mother actually went to a conference in Tulum with Aubrey Marcus and Kyle Kingsbury and everything and got prescribed this new it's a, it's a spray. Ketamine and oxytocin combined together because the oxytocin is like a motherly hormones when you're like pregnant and stuff, you know. So she works with me with ketamine a little bit. I, I enjoy it, but um, I still do the 5 KOD every month and then we'll go to our um, ayahuasca retreat also uh, about monthly. And then, and then I got deep into mushrooms, which I don't really, I wasn't really microdosing. I just kind of, you know, take a a pinch here and a pinch there whenever I'm feeling stressed out. And then now I'm like um, three days sober from mushrooms because I'm just um, I'm just taking a break. So I'm just taking like five HCP. I'm taking Alpha Brain and a little bit of Shroom Tech. And then I'm going to jump on another regimen, which is this thing called NMN. And my, my um, cousin, he's a coder. So he's on this stuff. So I stress him dearly. But it's basically, um, I'm not super sure about what it is, but it's supposed to be some type of like a neuroprotective anti-aging agent. What did, what did you say so, it was? What were the three letters? N-M-N? Yeah, N-M-N. It's like noxiomide monocule, or something like that. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Man, you, are, you, just got your hand, you just got your hands on everything here because... The, yeah, the ayahuasca, yeah. the shroom. So, do you prefer a certain type of shroom over a different one, or is it just um, just any shroom, just any old shroom? Let's talk about like strain. Do you prefer different strains of shrooms? Have you do you got do you have the availability definitely. for different strains? Or yeah, definitely. I mean, um, so I live in that little tri area where it's like Santa Cruz is decriminalized, Oakland is decriminalized. And Sacramento's decriminalized, so yes, I have. There's like a wide range of them. Uh, the it's just the darker the better of the shroom. That's what I like. Um, the lighter ones, like the like the penis envy, is a very very light one. And for some reason, I don't I don't really like them that much. And then the I I played with some golden caps, some golden teachers, and that's like a a medium type of. It's like a tan color. Yeah. And those are okay because they're kind of in between. But 
I don't know. I just like the, the darker the shroom, the better. They seem to take you to some like some dark realms and stuff. And, okay. and that's kind of like what I like to dive into. That's what's a little uncomfortable. That's what's up, man. So, uh, ketamine DMT. What it, what is it like? Uh, what's a DMT experience like? How, what how would you? What what's different from DMT than ayahuasca or shrooms or these other psychedelics? What's the biggest difference? Do you think? The biggest difference. What I would love to. I kind of describe an ayahuasca trip is like. First of all, you have to drink as much as you can, even when your body doesn't want to. You know, when you're super scared, you gotta force yourself to drink that ayahuasca. But um, I would describe the ceremony as like I was being through extremely hard, and then you black out into the DMT experience. So that's where you get things like um. You get your ego death. You you know you get ripped through your body, and you're 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 not really in existence. And sometimes you can float into a realm where you're you're where universal consciousness is. Or that's how how I felt it is. Like there's a huge endless um, endless skyscraper of holographic spheres that are moving and dancing and fucking and whatever I think you could imagine is is happening at this universal sort of consciousness and then you black out again and go and you come back into a very heavy LSD shroom type trip where you know you're seeing maybe some sh- shadow creatures some ghosts and and sometimes you see snakes and you know various hallucinations and then you're going in and out of that and then with the DT it's kind of tricky because you have to smoke if you're not a smoker sometimes it's hard to get people to break through and the show explained that like there's different levels. You can you can sit outside of the house and look at the house where you're kind of in like a meditative zone, or you could go inside of the house and explore the rooms of the house. But then there's a point where you could smoke enough to where you get in the house and you find the place where the launches and you blast through the house and you get to somewhere that no one has worked for. So there's kind of like a three step process within that. Okay. But, yeah. So it's like you get to a place where everything is just indescribable. Like you come back and you say, I say, hey, I say, hey, dog, how was your experience on that? And you say, man, I I can't even put it. It's like trying to put sounds, trying to put sounds, uh, put colors on sounds or something. Or I always exactly. hear these different, different, different things that, that are just, you know, they sound like amazing experiences. And I, it's funny that you you've done the shrooms microdosing um and been uh just kind of with the approach to it just kind of taking the shrooms as you go is there certain days that you take more than others or you try to take the same amount every day or say you know it's friday night i want to to take a little more tonight or has it been like pretty much i take a little bit every day no, definitely. Um, if if Josh is telling me, "Hey, it's going to be a tough day. We're going to hit pads all day," and then I want, then you have to teach jujitsu classes after that day. I'm freaking out and saying, "Okay, I'm taking more than I usually take." And okay. then if it's going to be a relaxed day, sometimes I'm just taking a few, and then you know maybe I don't take any at all today. And that's what I love about shrooms. Is like, I mean, there's been times where I, you know you go on a month 
straight of eating them, or I have at least a month straight. And then, you know, people are telling me, oh, you're going to die, you're going to have these withdrawals, but then I'll stop cold turkey, and there's, you know, there's nothing, which is awesome, because I've been on the drugs where you stop cold turkey, and you better fucking find some more drugs, or you're going to have to go to the hospital or throw up, or, you know, get the cold shake for a while and, and risk getting a freaking seizure and stuff. So that's the beautiful thing about shrimp too. Is like it's kind of you could do whatever you want with it. I mean, as long as as long as you're not naked doing sprints, you know, getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, have you done anything crazy? Uh, that you know what I mean? Have you done anything crazy with psychedelics that you're like shit? I was high as shit when I did that shit. No, that's what, that's what, I mean, I guess it, it just works for me. I've seen people, um, who take an ayahuasca and do some crazy shit, like, like, um, start shitting, get naked and shit everywhere, things along those lines and not care about it. But I mean, I've, I've never done anything I regretted. I mean, but if I look back on my life, alcohol, um, obviously pills, um, any type of other hard drug, methamphetamine, just uh, hundreds of things where I've regretted, you know? Hundreds of days that I've regretted. But, I mean, no, I can't point to any regret when it comes to psilocybin. It seems like it, like the the drugs that, in our culture, that are perceived to be okay are the worst ones anyways, man. Yeah. Caffeine, yeah. Nic- caffeine nicotine, nicotine, alcohol. Alcohol. I mean, sugar's pretty bad. Um, yeah, they got some pretty bad things for you that you can just get, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm not an alcoholic. That is one of the hardest drugs on your bodies. And then in turn, one of the most depressing drugs, you know, that you can take, you don't get nothing done when you're fucking drinking, you know, unless you're fucking shit up. Cause it really, it really fucks your motor skills up. That's why I love cannabis, even though. I can have a beer or two to relax, okay? I'm not uptight about it. I don't hate it. But I like cannabis because I can still function on cannabis. I still do stupid shit when I'm smoking cannabis. But it's <laughs> it's it's with good intentions though. You know what I mean? I'm not actually being negligent when I'm when I'm smoking cannabis, you know? So Yeah. And I like shrooms too. I've been getting into them more and more cuz I think they're going to be legal. They're going to be the next wave behind this cannabis wave we're going to have a big shroom wave where states are going to start legalizing or then cocaine hopefully then we hope cocaine we can pray pray for 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 (laughs) that's my drug of choice yeah yeah we could pray for the coke too but we like our stance (laughs) on it is if it's any plant derived drug we are for we are we are for total legalization okay so if it's directly derived from a plant then it has to be here for a reason. And you know what? If you overdo it, we can't regulate people overdoing. You know, if you eat too many fucking muffins, I can't stop you from eating fucking muffins. But guess what? You're going to have you're going to have diabetes pretty soon. And you're probably going to fucking have, you know, a big ass fucking gut and, and high blood pressure. But at the same time, I can't come over here and tell you. You know, here goes some cannabis. It's derived from a plant. If you, you know, yeah, if you smoke 17 blunts before noon, you're probably not going to, you know, be productive that morning. But at the same time, (laughs) if you want to have a toke every now and then, that's fine. So it's all about, you know, it's about that. And of course, in in your case, in my case, where you're addicted to a substance, 
that's a whole different, that's a whole different, you know, using something responsibly and using something as an addict is a whole different thing. But I'm, I'm very encouraged by the fact that you found a way to break out of that with psychedelics because it's something that's a very positive, wonderful thing, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm just very proud of where you're at, dude, from where you're at. And, uh, you know, Thank keep you. it going, bro. That's keep it going. Thing. That's a very tough thing to do. A lot of people can't, they won't be acceptable to do that. They won't be acceptable. You know, they think the same thing is, you know, there's only one way. No, there's more than one way. You just have to open your eyes and open your mind. Sometimes you get thinking one way. And like, uh, I like how you were talking about, you were, you got to a place again. Uh, when you said you went, you, you coming back after your first ayahuasca experience and you started, uh, using opioids again. And you said, I'm going to get this supply. I'm going to use them. And something, something didn't click for you like it did in the past like this isn't the answer no more this isn't yeah this isn't the answer no more you know what i mean there's a different way a different mind. and yeah, how compelling yeah i love that i love that so um what about what about going in the future man what, what what's your plans are you training full-time are you looking to fight are you looking to yeah. venture out a little more tell us about your future yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a professional fight right now. I'm also competing in like a little professional, it's like a Death Lover Invitational in Ventura, California right now. It's like $250 to enter and that's $1,000 to win. So that, that's on my schedule right now. But then, you know, TikTok is taking off and getting a lot of cool offers. Like this podcast is sick. And so, I mean, fighting and doing whatever I can with like a community. Yeah. Hold on. You're breaking up. You're breaking up pretty bad right now. I couldn't hear that last part. Um, I got, I got it right from the part where you said you got some fights coming up. You got some stuff lined up the, the entry fee. And then you said your TikTok's taken off and then I lost everything after that. Okay. And then, yeah. And so, I mean, like cool things like this, like this podcast and whatever way I can serve the psychedelic community. And I mean, I'm happier than I've ever been. So I owe a lot to, to the psychedelic stuff and I'm just like, keep going. I'm in a very good space. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for this opportunity. It's awesome. No, no. Thanks for being on the show, man. Um, I think this is going to help a lot of our listeners. We have a lot of interest every time we cover psilocybin or the mushroom movement we get a lot of interest in those episodes. Definitely so, want to get you back on when we get a little better connection too. Yes. Yeah. We're going to have to do this again when we can get, you know, have a, have a better interview with, with a better connection for sure. Because what you have to say is important. What you have to say is very important. So we're going to, uh, we're definitely going to help uh, promote the cause. So not only be on this show. So how do people support you? If they want to, you know, if they want to support you, if they want to help you out, tell them where to follow you and what's all your info so we can get that out there. Yeah, just follow me at Lost Boy Kano and at Lost Boy Kano TikTok, at Lost Boy Kano um, Instagram, and then at Lost Boy Kano on my YouTube channel, too. So it's all Lost Boy Kano. It's all Lost Boy Kano. So that's what's up. So tell everything. 
tell us a little bit about Los Boicano before before we uh, ended up here. What's what's the what's the thought behind that? It's a vampire movie that filmed in Santa Clara County, like Santa Cruz area. Yeah. So that and and Josh Thompson, um, who just brought he brought, he's open right now. He brought back his gym, Knox Gym in San Jose, California, and he looks like yeah. Huh? Uh, back, and then so he put a something. Like, all the Lost Boys are back right and like tagged the movie and everything and so uh, and I started my TikTok with it and, and that was it and I just started posting about the vampires in Santa Clara County murder capital <laughs> of the world baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love it I love it yeah all right well shit shout out to Lost Boy Kano let's you heard how to follow our boy Nick you know we want to be Lost Boys too, shit, man. Let's get down with that ayahuasca. Join the shit. Hey, so let's get that first fight. Everybody, make sure you follow Nick. Make sure you support. Maybe sure you follow the Daily Attic Podcast. You give us all good reviews. You check us out. You leave some comments. And if you got to get a hold of Nick, you know how to do that. Everybody else, have a good fucking day. Stay positive. Yeah. Love you, brother. Thank you. Hey, much love going out to the West Coast, baby.